Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome into Dog Walk Talk. Uh, speaking with Palmer Toms now about the Dogs baseball team. Palmer, the Diamond Dogs getting fired up this weekend. Uh, should be uh, unseasonably warm for at least one of the games, I think. I'm, I'm no meteorologist, but uh, I remember <laughs> back in my days uh, covering the Diamond Dogs in college, it always seemed like that first homestand had this just really annoying reputation to be cold and uh, miserable out there. But I think if you're a fan of Georgia and specifically of Georgia baseball, you have no reason not to come out and see the team. Oh, and on top of that, uh, they're a top 25 program this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wrote the article, um, the column, encouraging you to get out and try Georgia baseball. A couple, I guess it was last week, uh, week before opening day. And yeah, it's definitely an exciting time over in that neck of the woods, the five points Foley field area, Um, Georgia, like you said, a top, top 25 team ranging anywhere from 14 to 22 in the preseason polls. Uh, Bulldogs are expected to be competitive in a extremely competitive SEC. I mean, from top to bottom, you've got, you know, teams that are capable of making it to Omaha in, in the coaches uh, preseason poll, seven of the 14 teams, that's half of the teams received a vote for first place in their respective division. Georgia being one of those six of the teams, not including Georgia, received a vote to win the whole league. So I think, um, you know, when you're talking about SEC, it just means more, uh, you know, people think that that just applies to football, but uh, you've seen it applied to basketball this year and you're seeing it applied to baseball uh, on a regular basis now. So for fans that might not be well versed in Georgia baseball, obviously that competition last year in the league was tough uh, and, you know, really difficult for them to overcome, uh, even though it was a talented team last year as well. Where are some areas that you're looking to see Georgia, you know, gain some ground on the SEC competition this year? Yeah, I think if you look back on last year, kind of setting the table for this year, um, it and, and really I think you've got to go back to 2020. Um, you know, if you want to set the table fully, um, Georgia has been competitive. They were one of the top teams in the SEC. Uh, you know, in 2018, 2019, both those teams hosted regionals, meaning that they were a top, 
I think that they were a, a national host both those years. So they were set to host a super regional as a top eight team in the country. Uh, 2020 season rolls around. Dogs are rolling. Uh, number two in the country. Obviously, COVID shuts everything down. But that was a really disappointing big blow for this program because it was an opportunity for Georgia to make it back to Omaha, something that they haven't done since 2008. Uh, you, you've seen, you know, I think it's 10 teams have made Omaha from the SEC in the last uh, decade and or you know just over a decade and uh, Georgia is not one of those so I think um, you know going into 2021 last season uh, you know obviously there were um, you know big expectations uh, coming off of a strong 2020 shortened season um, you know high hopes uh, but at the same time it was an incredibly inexperienced team, incredibly young group of guys. You lost Emerson Hancock, who was a top 10 pick to the Seattle Mariners in that, you know, five round MLB draft. Uh, you lost Cole Wilcox, who was likely going to be a first round pick, uh, you know, ended up getting picked in the third round, but received first round money um, just the way that it works in the MLB. So you lost Couple of your top guys, uh, you know, experienced shortstop and Cam Shepard as well. Um, so I think that, um, you know, looking back on last year, it was an ex inexperienced group, um, you know, new faces all around the field. And so as that relates to this year, I think that you're just going to see a team that is a little bit more confident, you know, talking to some of these guys, Scott, head coach Scott Strickland, don't mix them up with the Florida AD. Um, Please don't. <laughs> uh, you know, Jonathan Cannon, who's returning for his third year on the mound, um, could have could have gone to the MLB last year, uh, set a high price for himself and instead, hey, I feel comfortable that I'm going to develop at Georgia. Uh, and, and so he's back for his third year um, with the team, likely going to be a first round pick after this year. Uh, Connor Tate is a guy who plays right field and hits cleanup for the dogs uh, that led the team in batting average. Uh, led the team in home runs and had he not missed a couple of games at the end of the year, probably would have finished uh, atop the standings as, as the RBI leader too. So I think, you know, th those two guys are just some examples of guys that are more experienced, more comfortable. Um, you've also got guys that were freshmen last year that made big contributions, whether that was at the plate with Corey Collins, who did end up leading the team in RBIs after Tate uh, dropped off there. He was an all SEC freshman last year. Jaden Woods on the mound was an all SEC freshman and in a preseason all SEC guy this year. Uh, you've got Corey uh, Fernando Gonzalez. Uh, behind the plate, Parks Harbor is a guy that plays in the infield uh, that was banged up some last year and got into a groove towards the end of the year. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, a couple of these guys – Really, as an entire team, this is an experienced group. They're only losing, uh, you know, three major contributors from last year, three or four, um, two to the draft, one to graduation. Riley King decided that it's time to go pursue med school instead of chasing a dream playing baseball. Um, you know, so good for him. But uh, it definitely, um, you know, the just losing a couple of guys is huge for this team because they are experienced and they should – should be able to make up some ground in the SEC where they might have lost a little bit of traction last year being so inexperienced. Uh, you bring up Scott Strickland, year number nine uh, with the dogs, and you know he's taken Kent State to the College World Series and uh, obviously had success there 
got an extension uh, last spring through 2026. Where does the the pressure lie on Strickland's shoulders for him right now? I mean, it seems like obviously the athletic department's given him an endorsement, but I, I hear fans that are still obviously wanting to see more from him. Uh, in your conversations with him, where do you feel like his head's at? Yeah, I think he knows the pressure that's on him. Um, and it's it's not necessarily anything that he's done. Uh, if anything, it's because of, uh, you know, the success that he's had, um, you know, early in his time at Georgia. Like I said, those 2018 and 19 teams were, were some of the best teams in the country. And 2020 was on, well on their way to being one of the best teams. But you did not, they didn't make it out of a regional. So I think that that's where the pressure is on, on Scott Strickland. You've got to make it to the postseason, first of all, which they didn't do last year. Um, you know, you can probably give them a pass there with how inexperienced that team was, but you've got to make it there and then you've got to advance in the postseason. Um, I think that making a super regional would be a huge, uh, you know, accomplishment for Georgia this year. Um, you know, obviously making it to Omaha is in a, is a huge accomplishment any year. Um, and especially given the drought that Georgia's had, um, you know, maybe, maybe in the continuum of the year of the dogs, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's time for Georgia baseball to make that jump too. Um, but I think that's where the pressure falls on Scott Strickland. He knows that it's, he, he's able to look around the SEC and see these teams, these com programs competing for national championships. I mean, you know, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt were, were the two teams in the finals last year. You had Tennessee in the College World Series. Yeah. Uh, you know, just across, you know, down the road, you've got Florida, who's been one of the top teams in the country for several years now. Um, they, the, you know, they took a little bit of a dip recently, uh, but, you know, consistently one of the most successful programs across the division in the West. You've got, you know, just teams on top of teams on top of teams that are competitive, uh, you know, a, a you know, for that number one spot in the country, whether it's Arkansas or Ole Miss or LSU, Mississippi State, like I mentioned, um, you know, those teams and, and A&M has had historical success. They've made it to Omaha here, not too far uh, removed from making it to Omaha. Um, I think it's that that's the that's where the pressure is on Scott Strickland, that the SEC is so strong. The SEC has done so well and Georgia has done well. They just haven't done well enough. Uh, you mentioned the year of the dog there. I appreciate you uh, continuing that trend. <laughs> Obviously, the fan support, the buzz, the hype has never been higher. I mean, it's a, another sellout. Uh, in the preseason for season tickets. So squeeze in there when you can. And now another thing to add to the excitement that you know uh, with your experience in the greenhouse up there on the hill, it can already be kind of rowdy at Foley Field for these games. But Georgia announced that softball and baseball will continue their pilot program of alcohol sales in the stadium. So from your vantage point, from your experience at these games, what kind of atmosphere are you hoping to see this spring in Athens. Yeah. You talk about a buzz and, and I think that with the alcohol, yeah, no sold, pun intended, there. no <laughs> pun intended. There's, there's going to be a little bit more of a buzz in the stadium for some of these fans, but no, I think across the sec, it's, it's a really exciting sport. Um, you know, I think that these are passionate fan bases. We see it every fall. It's, it's put on a national scale every fall, but I think that this past season, um, you know, coming out of, 
uh, uh, you know, 2020 football season that was limited, uh, you know, in, in attendance. Um, I think that you saw some of these fan bases able to just go wild in the spring with baseball, whether that's the, the huge stadiums at Arkansas or Mississippi state, uh, Tennessee had great crowds last year. Vanderbilt has always had, uh, you know, a strong showing in Nashville. Um, I think that Georgia wants to get to that point. We've seen it in bits and pieces. Um, you know, we've seen it in spurts with, with a really successful team. And I think that with this team being, uh, you know, a, a strong candidate for success, uh, you know, that, that there is, there's reason to believe that this could be uh, a special spring at, at Foley field. Um, so, you know, like I said, I really encourage fans to show out. It's a really fun atmosphere, um, you know, across the sec, you've seen it. Um, and, and I think that Georgia fans have an opportunity to make, uh, you know, Georgia baseball, something, you know, a, a release in the spring. I mean, and, and I mentioned it in, in my, you know, column there, no, you know, everyone in this state was all aboard the Braves train last fall, you mm-hmm. know, with, with them winning the world series, you got to put that celebration on hold for a little bit though, because of, because of the ongoing lockout there, you know, potential for opening day in the MLB to be delayed pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training has definitely been delayed. Um, and so, you know, with, with, the uncertainty at the professional level, I think that's where college can really capitalize um, on, on some extra attention, um, you know, and, and the SEC is certainly primed to do that with a competitive group and, and the passionate fan bases. That's a great point, Palmer. And uh, I, I'm sorry. Um, I, I think that with baseball, having that, that, you know, uncertainty, like you mentioned, the pressure valve, to put fans into the seats uh, in Athens anyway, will definitely be noticed. I uh, appreciate your observations, my man. Can't wait to see you cover this team this season and can't wait to catch some games myself this year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, continuing now on Dog Walk Talk with Jack Matheson. Uh, Jack is our intern at Dogs HQ this spring. Jack, uh, how's your experience going so far? Oh, it's been awesome. I mean, one thing, just getting to meet some of the top reporters in the industry, but then also just getting to meet some of the best players in the country when it comes to basketball and football. So couldn't be happier to be here. Jack, you are a – a freshman, is that correct? That's right. Freshman and at uh, yep. You're wasting no time getting your journalistic feet wet. I, I respect that, man. Uh, you're spending a lot of time with the basketball team right now, and uh, unfortunately, that isn't much fun at the moment. What are you observing? What What's been your main takeaways from this team as the season kind of starts to wind to a close now, and the cries uh against 
Tom Crean's career grow louder and louder? I think the biggest uh, takeaway I have is there's probably a big misconception about how talented this team is. Like there, there are some very talented recruits that have come in and some players that have been averaging more than 20 points a game. But that all being said, there's a, there's a lack of chemistry that's been there from even before the season started, because that's what happens when you bring in 10 new players through the transfer portal and just expect them to, you know, work together. But I think the main, the main like stat that I can use in order to sum up the entire season is since December 21st, Georgia basketball's played 15 games and Georgia football's played two games. And in that time span, the football team has won more games. The only thing they have in common is that they both beat Alabama. Yikes. Yeah, that's not necessarily what you want other than that Alabama uh, nugget you just dropped. Um, so the talent's there. There's no chemistry. Where, where do you feel like this team is headed? What, what can they even do between now and the end of the season to build any sort of momentum uh, into the 2022-2023 version of the Georgia Bulldogs? I think the main, like, the main place you have to look is Cario Quindo. He's led Georgia in points for the last five games, and right now he's ninth in the SEC in scoring, and this is his first year on the team. He's a sophomore. I think for the rest of the season, you just kind of have to look to him to be the leader of the squad and kind of build that leadership going into next season. When you look at the, the landscape of SEC basketball, uh, Alabama, as you mentioned earlier, I mean, they've had success in recent years, not as much, sec, uh, as much success this season. But, I mean, Auburn uh, becoming a, a program now that, say what you will about their football struggles, their basketball team is really good. And their football program is better than terrible at the time being anyway, uh, for the time being, I should say. And you know, Kentucky, basketball program, but their football program is, is on the rise. What does Georgia need to do to become one of those programs? We, we've got the football going pretty strong here in Athens. But from an administrative standpoint, what are you noticing when you see – you know, programs like Kentucky come to town, like like Auburn, what's kind of the hallmark of what these teams are doing right? I mean, I think the biggest thing they're doing right is they're just dominating the recruiting trail. And specifically, they're dominating the recruiting trail in the state of Georgia. I mean, when you look at some of the top players in the country, even right now on Alabama and Kentucky and Auburn, they're all coming from the state of Georgia. One of Auburn's best players grew up and like his brother went to Georgia he played for the basketball team and there's just a lot of that a lot of the things that Kirby Smart did really well for the football program it's just kind of not working for the basketball team right now yeah there's there's a long way to go um do you from your experience seeing this team do you have faith that the current pieces can build that chemistry do you feel like they're just kind of stuck in a rut because of this season or do you feel like something major will need to change with this program whether it's the personnel the staff or 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 do you feel like there's hope that this team can figure it out 
I think that every single game Georgia's played so far this year, I've had that sense of hope. I think we've been competitive in nearly every game we've played. And I mean, we took on the number one team in the country at the time, and we looked like the better team for a large portion of the game. Um, honestly, I, I couldn't tell you. There have been there have been times where I've been very confident in the state of this team, and then times like last night, giving up a 16-0 run, or uh, Wednesday night, I should say. And then you just kind of like wonder wonder what the next move is. Um, last night, Tom Crean was asked about it for Wednesday night. Um, and he said that he wasn't worried about it. He was just going to focus on the next game. But there, I mean, there has been outside noise and for very good reason. Yeah, what's Crean's mentality been like as you've seen this season play out as this noise gets louder? He takes it on a game-by-game -game basis. He, uh, I don't think he ever looks forward ahead more than five days and frankly that's probably a good thing but at the same time like it's gonna the season's winding down and there's not many games left to prove himself yeah you're right about that the best thing about covering Georgia basketball games that I remember from my time as a student was the pregame meal what has been the best media meal at Stegman this year Honestly, I'm just a big fan of their tacos. They got a big spread when it comes to that. I'm a big chicken eater. Chicken's my go-to food, favorite food. So, uh, like, they they have really good chicken there, especially with the pregame tacos. Wow. They've really stepped their game up, Jack. You're a lucky guy. Uh, Jack Matheson, where can people follow you on Twitter? You're, you're helping us out a ton on the message boards and with social as well. Uh, what's your, your handle and where can people find you? My handle on Twitter is Jack Matheson nine. Um, a lot. I mean, I do a lot of work with uh, dogs HQ, but mainly I just post my weirdest thoughts possible on that Twitter account. <laughs> so if you want to get inside my mind, that's where you should go. Why the number nine? Is that a shout out to Chase Elliott or Matthew Stafford or what? Um, Throwback to Kenneth Towns when he was wide receiver at Georgia. Wow. <laughs> Big Kenneth Towns fan. All right. I like it, Jack. Appreciate it, man. Go follow Jack. Follow Dogs HQ. And uh, thank you for following Dog Walk Talk. We will catch you next time. Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.